I wish to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on country. I pay my respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, past, present and emerging. I acknowledge all Indigenous customs, traditions and cultures across the globe. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Rising With podcast. I am your host, Tess Watson. I am a soulful mentor to mums, creators and women in business. I support and guide women to clarity, sensuality, authenticity and transformation. Thank you for being here as I share everything from co-parenting, spirituality and business lessons. My guests and I will be providing you with the totally doable tips and tricks to truly step into your ultimate desires for a successful, connected and abundant life. Let's get into today's episode. Today's episode, I am joined by the beautiful Bindra Bank. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I am always excited to be on the other side of the podcast microphone. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to our chat today. Yeah. Tell us what is your podcast and what is it about? So I have a podcast with my husband called The Relationships Show and the podcast is all about bringing topics within relationships, sexuality and pleasure that are often perceived as taboo into the light. So yeah, we generally interview people and also have our own conversations about our experiences with relationships and all of that fun stuff uh, can get quite juicy. So it's always nice to be interviewed. I can just sit back and relax. You don't have to think about <laughs> what to say next or. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I'll be sure to link up your podcast in our show notes. So it's really easy for everyone to go and have a listen to. Awesome. How many episodes are you up to? You've been doing it a little while, haven't you? Yeah, 78, I think. Yeah, Yeah, we've been doing it for just over a year. So, yeah. Wow, what an amazing effort to put out that much resources and time and effort. Absolutely. As your podcasts are amazing for connections and learning, like self-learning, as well as amazing client resources, and they also take a lot of time and energies. Yeah, it's been quite a journey and we're really in flow with it now. So it happens a little bit more easily than it did at the start. And yeah, I love, we love talking to people. It's always a joy. Beautiful connection that we can all yeah. have. Yeah, definitely. Can you introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, a little more for the listeners. Yeah. My name's Sindra. I am a women's embodiment leader and a sex and relationship coach. I work alongside my husband and our business is called Conscious Couples. So we help a lot of couples who are at breaking points reconnect and be able to communicate better and also have more conscious and connected intimacy. Then we also help a lot of women who have intimacy challenges. So that's our main thing. And I do a lot of embodiment work. So I run embodiment, embodied movement events and classes here in Newcastle and 
hoping to take that on the road a little bit later this year. And I run women's circles or co-run women's circles and moon events as well and retreats and all of that kind of fun stuff and the podcast. So yeah, I do a lot uh, (laughs) and it's all in the same realm, empowering women and helping people find their voice and pleasure in their lives. How did you get to this point? Because you do have a day job, quotation marks as well. (laughs) You have this beautiful opportunity to have that beautiful not balance, but I guess maybe it is balanced of the both. Yeah. I work at a surf shop here in Newcastle a couple of days a week. And I also teach yoga, which I've been doing for the last six years. So yeah, I think ideally I would be doing my own stuff for the whole week. In saying that, having a day job or having a job where it's not my own do get to meet people and I do get to learn a lot just from interacting with other people and forming those relationships, even if it's selling them a bikini. I have met some wonderful people within that space. So yeah, it is a bit of a balance. It works for me at the moment. Also, I'm excited for the day that I can solely work for myself. I'm definitely getting closer to that point. That's awesome. I can totally relate to the joy that you can get from working in retail. My family has been in retail for over 50 years. And one of my first jobs was working in the store. And so many people around our town, I know just because of that job. And you have your regulars and you still, you learn stuff about people. And Absolutely. like you said, you have that connection. Just another aspect of you continuing and enhancing how you can communicate and help people in your other work. Yeah, definitely. I think you can make everything touches everything. You can make things mean something, even if they don't necessarily mean something. So for me, it not I wouldn't say like it's a passion. However, it's something that I don't hate and I get to practice communication and practice like selling in a way and really educate people sometimes about different concepts and things that come up. Yeah, I guess I look at it as an opportunity to expand, not so much like it's holding me in this day job pattern, which I I know some people like get really caught up in. I've got to go to work. And of course, sometimes we don't want to go to work. But yeah, there is also so many positives to it as well. Yeah, I really love that idea of not viewing the day job or the source of regular income as a holding pattern and plucking out what you can from that experience and those experiences to keep you going towards that bigger goal and that bigger impact that you're wanting to create. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, and I can't remember who it was, hearing someone on a podcast say that your job is your investor. I've heard that too. Uh, I can't remember the lady's name. Data Pickett Smith, like red round table, red table. Oh, maybe she, she probably would have been on there, this yeah. lady. She's pretty, she's pretty well known in that space. I feel like it gives you the room to play a little bit. You don't have to make things work. You can actually try this and try that program and try this event and see what works without the worry of like the financial stress of I've got to make this work. I think it's really nice for people starting out. There's like one camp of people that say, don't give up the day job, keep it. And then some people are like, no, 
burn the bridges. So I don't know. I think there's two different ways of looking at it. But for me, it seems to have work. Yeah. It's about that source of income can be like that safety net. So you can take the risks in the other job or in the other work and know that you've got that sort of backup. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Can you tell us a little bit more about your upbringing or where you grew up and how you got to this work? Oh, so (laughs) like where do I start? I grew up here in Newcastle. I have lived elsewhere and seem to always pop back here. And my background growing up was in acting. So I went to a performing arts high school and I did a lot of acting classes and debating and all of that kind of stuff. So I was very much confident, outgoing, like human who wanted to, I'm a Leo, so I do love attention and I wanted to make that my job. So I went to study journalism. However, university didn't really suit me. So I traveled a little bit and dabbled in a few like other career options along the way and eventually had a bit of a mental health breakdown as sometimes we've got to hit rock bottom to slow down and find out what we actually want to do. So when I had that breakdown, it came to me that I wanted to, yes, be seen and be out there and use all of that confidence and create spaces for people and be up the front, be the leader. I wanted to help people in that space. So blending like that leadership with really helping people. So I started, I did a holistic health coaching course and was doing health coaching for a little while. I started doing yoga teaching and did my training and everything. Yeah. Went on a bit of a journey with that. I had a yoga studio for a little while and had some other businesses. Probably when I got divorced a few years ago, yeah, I guess I had another little realization that I wanted to help women and I wanted to be in this space of empowering other women and allowing them to be themselves because I feel like my whole journey and the struggles that I had was because I didn't know how to really like be my authentic self. I didn't like have anyone definitely not myself, giving myself the permission to be my authentic self. What does that even look like? And how does that work in like our society as a woman and all of that? So I feel like my kind of 34 years of really finding myself as like corny as that sounds, but finding my place, I eventually ended up, yeah, offering coaching for women and putting on these events and wanting to work Uh, with people in relationships because I had the experience of some great relationships, however, not great relating in those relationships. Yeah, I was just really inspired when I met my husband to create spaces for couples to come and work on that connection because it was so important. So yeah, long story short, I eventually found my way into what I do now. I feel like finally it flows and everything is aligned and there's this common theme and common goal that I'm working towards. So I feel like in the last couple of years, like I'm 36, I feel like I'm like finally hitting my straps. God, it's taken me so long, but also like, it's just divine timing. Like it's meant to be. So (laughs) yeah. Oh, what a journey. Mm. You need to get you where you are. Is there any way in particular that you 
feel as though you're pushing against the status quo? Absolutely. I identify as queer and my stepkids have arrived and they're showing me their Easter hats. Yeah, so I identify as queer. I am in a heterosexual relation marriage and then we also have a non-monogamous relationship. I guess that is a little bit outside the norm, you should say. And also, I think for a lot of women, it's not the norm to speak your truth. It's not the norm to put yourself out there and say, yeah, like I do enjoy sex and I do value pleasure. All of that kind of stuff is still like a little bit taboo. And the stuff that we talk about as well on our podcast and on our social media, like people are still like our parents stuff, like, oh, can you not post that stuff? And no, this stuff needs to be out there because it's helping people. Yeah. I think, look, in a lot of ways, also I have always been a little bit of a rebel from a very young age. In high school, I cut my hair really short and got a nose piercing and started to get tattoos and all that kind of stuff. I think I've definitely chosen that path. And also it's fitting because I do feel like sometimes I don't fit. However, now I'm just like, well, I fit exactly where I'm meant to fit. Like I don't have to fit in. This is me. This is my fit right here. So... Wow, what an amazing feeling it must be to have that realisation and to be able to still push back and keep going with how you want to live your life authentically. How do you explain, feel free not to answer if you don't want to, but how do you explain your marriage to the kids, to the stepkids or other kids or other family members even or the people that might question how your relationship is? Yeah, I think a lot of people were surprised when we got married because they're like, what do you mean? You're like non-monogamous. And we wanted to, yeah, both of us have been divorced previously. So we wanted to do marriage our way. And for us, marriage doesn't mean it's forever. Like it's not a bound forever thing. It could be forever. It could also maybe not work out. So being really open and honest about We really love each other and want to make this commitment and we want to do it our way. What does that look like? I think once we've explained that to people, they're like, oh, that that makes sense. That makes sense. We're doing marriage our way. There's not one way to do marriage just because it has been done a certain way doesn't mean it has to be done that way all the time by everyone. I guess just trying to make that work for us. In terms of your question with kids, like the kids don't know, they're they're only seven. Yeah. We only have them half the time. If we do see other people, like it's obviously not when they're here and all that kind of thing. So at the moment, they don't know and they don't really need to know. Like at the very moment, it's not super pressing. However, at a later date, for sure, we're very open with them about a lot of things. I hope that sex and pleasure and relationships and all that will come into that. We're very open about our sexuality and things like that with the kids. Yeah, but I think kids can handle a lot more than we think they can. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) They found my menstrual cup in the shower and they were like, oh, what's this? (laughs) Like you just explain it to them like straight up. It doesn't have to be like a weird conversation or like an uncomfortable conversation. They're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, my son is only three and a bit. I explain when I have my period and my cycle, I I tell him what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Curious. There's no reason that we can't normalize this stuff. It's really time that we do because the more that we can be open and honest with our kids, 
the more they're going to grow up more empowered, they're going to have the choices and know that there are options and know that everyone's different. It doesn't have to be what school tells you or what your friends tell you or what our limited sex education system tells us. It can be something else. Yeah, I think it's really important. I'm sure that we'll tell them when the time when time's right. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have a conversation? I'm sure you did a conversation before you got married about how you wanted it, your marriage to look? Yes. Yeah, yeah. very much Even so. Before you're engaged? Yeah. This word just popped into my head. I don't really know if it's the right word, but we very much curated our relationship. I, like in terms yeah. of we had a lot of conversations up front because coming into this, I was very intentional of calling in the person that I wanted to call in. I was very intentional about the way that we developed our relationship. I brought a lot of maybe for some people challenging conversations to the table. However, that paved the way for us to be able to relate in a really conscious, really open, like sometimes really fucking challenging way that, yeah, enabled us to set it up how we wanted to set it up. And like I say this stuff, and I'm also not saying that we're have the best relationship and the perfect relationship because no relationship is, is perfect. But it's been really awesome to be able to shape it the way that we want. Yeah, we had a lot of conversations before our wedding about how we wanted marriage to look for us and what we wanted to work on together. So having some really distinct goals for our future and everything like that, rather than just, oh, cool, we're just going to get married. Yeah, and yeah, by goals, I don't mean like house and kids, travel and career and what we're going to do in our spare time and all that kind of stuff. Not so much like tangible, normal fence post goals. Yeah. It almost seems like that might help with a bit of like the wedding come down too. Yeah. You've got absolutely. That, that stuff in place. There's no some people I've witnessed, they have their wedding and it's, oh, that was like the end goal. That was the end game from when you started the dating process. Yep. And then what? Yeah. I always say to people like marriage isn't a full stop. Like marriage is actually the start of the sentence. Marriage is where, like, where it starts, not where it ends by any means. The like, same as if your end goal is like a house or if your end goal is kids, like that is where it, the sentence starts. That's where the work starts. I love that. Yeah. I really love that. I hope people take, listen to that, take that in. How can people work with you? If women want to work with me on owning their truth and really embodying who they want to be in their life, I have embodiment alignment program, which is a six-week coaching program. So there is that. And if people are in my area in Newcastle, then I do have workshops down here and I will have some other stuff going on in other areas soon. That kind of stream. And then couples or women in relationships that want to work on intimacy, we have a three-month intensive coaching program for couples, which is amazing. And we've seen so many massive shifts for couples in that program. We have a group program called Ignite Your Intimacy, which is running now. So the next one will probably start in say June and that's a group coaching program. So yeah, lots of options if people want to come play, play with me. And that, I like calling uh, it play because it is play. It is. And you can, but everyone's obviously different. The experience that they have with you is going to be so different too. You can customize it to 
that person's situation. Absolutely. I was talking to some people today that want to start their own couples coaching business. They were asking about my sessions, what I do and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, every session is so different because everyone is so different. We have like a basic structure, but it's so different. I did a session actually a few weeks ago. We did a cord dissolving session or I did a cord dissolving session with one of my female clients who wanted to work through some stuff with her ex. It was a really powerful session. I did this meditation and it was just like, I picked some Oracle cards, I did the process and she was crying. It was all the things. Anyway, overnight, we had this weird noise in our wall and I was like, oh my God, what have I done? I've like done something. It was literally like a wire in the wall that had um, started sparking and like almost caught on fire. Like literally it was in the wall, like beside where I was doing the session. So the sessions can be like pretty powerful. (laughs) So you're quite powerful. (laughs) I messaged her. I was like, so the wire in the wall, I was caught on fire after our cold solving session. Yeah. Obviously, you didn't need that wire anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't need it. It It was ready to go. Yeah. There's uh, lots of different tools and modalities that I mix in to work with. Yeah. I love coaching because it's never just one thing. There's like always so much to it. So it's so much fun. Yeah. I feel exactly the same. I'm a healer and pretty much every time someone books a session with me, they come and they go, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Most of the time I'm going, well, I don't know either. Let's see. What happens. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty about being a woman and I'm sure men too, but we can tap into that intuition and that flow and into that other person to really create such a safe container for that transformation to happen. It really sounds like you do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I've had a couple of women that have come, a lot of women that have come to my events and they're like, I don't really know what this is why I'm here, but I'm sure I'll find out soon. <laughs> That's where I want you to be. Yeah, I love the curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Like something's drawn them to there and they're not really sure what it is because it also means they don't have any preconceptions, like expectations. They're like really detached to the outcome. So it just means that they're so much more open to the process as well. Yeah, I love that. There's mm-hmm. no fixed, you don't have any boxes to pick. Yeah. It creates space for an experience and to be present in that experience. Absolutely. Can you share with us, I love asking people how their week looks and how you use your energy to have these different channels of creation going and work. Yeah, absolutely. So if anyone looked at my Google calendar, they would probably have a heart attack because there's just like, so many things. And it's well, you little- said you've already been on how many Zoom calls before? Four calls today or something. Five calls, I don't know, something ridiculous. And I have another one tonight. Like my week is very full and I'm probably a little bit guilty sometimes of over-scheduling. However, I am getting better. Sunday, Monday, I work in my retail job and that's my set days every week. So I know that I'm probably not going to get any work done for myself on those days, aside from the bare minimum. That's totally okay. Tuesdays and Thursdays, my husband is home from work. So we work on the business together on those days. What does he do other than the work together? 
Yeah, so he is an electrical engineer by trade. However, at the moment, he manages a lift department. So he does that three days a week. He has like a team of, I don't know, 11 people or something, which somehow he manages to squash squash in that within his like part-time working week. (laughs) Yeah, we work together Tuesdays and Thursdays. So anything from coaching sessions to making videos, recording podcasts, creating ideas and working on things like that. So there are days together. Wednesday, I work at home on my own and I do most of our content on those days. So schedule all our social media posts and my social media posts and organize my own events, women's circle events and have meetings and all that kind of fun stuff. And I have Friday and Saturday off. And I say that loosely because I still teach yoga on those days, but I don't really do much else. I just teach and go to the beach. I do have lots of events on the weekend. So usually like Saturday, Sunday afternoons, every almost second week at the moment, I have an event on, which is really cool. And I love, love doing events. Yeah, we have our kids every... Well, Luke's kids every second week. So that is always a pretty intense time when they're here because adding in like kids dinners and showers and homework and bedtimes to like sometimes client calls and things like that can be like a little bit hectic. We make it work though. (laughs) Yeah. Working together with Luke, was that something that you always envisioned or did that just come about organically through your work and through your time together? It kind of was organic. Like we had started the podcast and we were doing that for a year before we started our business. We knew that we were going to do more than that together. We did a a coaching certification, our NLP training last year together. After that, we were like, we need to work together. So we made that happen pretty much in the following couple of months. Our idea was always to have a main kind of thing together. And they have our own little offshoot so we can still feel like we have that creative outlet with our own stuff coming off the side of it. So yeah, it works really well. After we got over the initial, like what the fuck is working together even look like? (laughs) Because we both work so differently, so differently. Like I am very big picture. I'm not like a details orientated person. Luke is very detailed orientated and We both have very different ways of working. I'll punch out two hours of work and then I'll go to the beach for an hour or I'll do two hours of work and then go meet a friend for coffee. (laughs) But he's not, I'm here to work. I'm like working from like nine to five. I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm going to the beach. I've done my work. (laughs) So (laughs) we definitely have had to kind of structure and really delegate roles and things like that within our business. Yeah, that was a bit of a bumpy start because... We were like, oh, so excited to work together. Can't wait. And the first few weeks of having that day together, we were just like fighting and like clashing heads and it was terrible. So it's taken us a little while to find our flow with that. (laughs) And I guess finding what your zone of genius is in the business together and separate. If there's something that either of you actually can't do, outsource or... Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've nutted that out pretty well now. But yeah, to start, it was just like a mess, an absolute 
mess. Now it's great. We have a meeting and then we just write a list of tasks and then we're on our way doing it all. We manage to incorporate like intimacy into our work day because that's really important for us. And it's our business. Like we teach people this stuff. It's pretty nice to be able to sneak off and have like a little lunchtime intimacy session during the work day as well. <laughs> yeah. Sounds bloody ideal. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. It's like, we've got to teach people about this stuff. So we need to make sure that we're creating time for that too. So yeah. Work. <laughs> it's work. <laughs> it's work time. <laughs> oh, you're on the clock. No. <laughs> what is your vision for having a bigger impact with this business and the work you do? What is your big goal and what you wish people and women in particular would know and feel and be? I think the big goal is spreading our message and support worldwide to like a lot of people. We have grand ideas about speaking on really big stages and about running kind of international retreats. Yeah, I guess helping as many couples as possible in our business I think for me is I'm really about permission. So giving as many women as possible permission to be like their authentic selves and also be open to receive pleasure from themselves and from others and be really conscious and confident in that as well. Yeah, I have so many ideas. I guess like part of those ideas is really making or having the financial abundance to be able to say, go and do my idea. I have 20 ideas a day and they're all amazing. So please go and do that part of my business because one of my like massive dreams at the moment is to fund like a sex education course and make it like part of the mandatory like school education about consent and pleasure and communication and make that part of the curriculum. Like knowing what your body. Absolutely. That's a really big kind of, I don't have time to do it, but I would really love to start something. Every single person we've had on the podcast is, yes, I really am down to do that. So make a collective of people that kind of want to build that curriculum. That's part of what I want to do. And I have a lot of things that I am going to do and make a big impact, be able to be financially abundant so I can make a bigger difference. Also just have a like enjoyable life. Sometimes like as entrepreneurs, and you probably know this as well, is like you end up working a lot. Like you do end up doing quite a lot of work. How can I make a really big impact, help people, yet also thoroughly enjoy my existence? Really enjoy the life by design. What does that look like? And not forgetting that's the end goal really for us all. That's why we get it become entrepreneurs because we want to create a life that we love and that's in flow and that suits us. Not forgetting that as well is so important. Absolutely. Then I'm writing a book too. I'm like actually almost finished. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can feel that you're going to have, or you already do have such an amazing impact and it's just that ripple effect is going to expand in so many different directions. You can do it your way. Yeah, exactly. That's where all this work started. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's just leaning into that. And it's so interesting because I did this embodied movement training last year and I was, oh, this would be cool. This would be like a cool add-on to my coaching for women. And 
it's actually just turned into this like crazy thing where like everyone wants to come into these workshops. I've had three sold out workshops in Newcastle and everyone's asking about it and wants to know more. And it's just like following those. It was absolute joy and a passion to go through that training. So it's following those. The breadcrumbs and... Yeah. And being open to that. Oh, it's actually going to be part of my offering. This is going to make a massive difference for people. So, oh, okay. I'm going to like lean into that a little bit and I'm going to lean into that and putting that all together. And yeah, it's very expansive when you can just be open to following that, the little kind of tendrils of interest and curiosity. Yeah. Beautiful. It sounds like it can be busy. And a yeah. little bit messy as well. Yeah. Yes. What do you do a practice for yourself to bring yourself back into you and back into the now as well? Not getting too because quite often I find I'm really good at projecting and creating this vision. Sometimes I can get a little bit too hooked yes. about reality. <laughs> yeah. I totally hear you on that. Sometimes I'm like 25 years down the track and I'm like, okay, just come back what you need to do today. I go swimming in the ocean every day. So where we live, I'm about 15 minutes walk or five minutes drive to the ocean. Yeah. I'm in the ocean every single day, rain, hail or shine, winter, whatever weather I am finding my way into the ocean. That is like my non-negotiable. I think maybe I've missed it two or three times in a year. So that's pretty much, yeah, my non-negotiable. I do, I guess like the usual things that you expect, like I meditate. And of course, I have my embodied movement practice, which I probably don't do every day, but at least every second day, I'm like moving to like at least one song just to bring myself back into my body. I go for like lots of walks as well, like along the water, along the ocean. I also do CrossFit, which is a cool way that I like to release some steam. Yeah, I feel like it's just really fun and social when you work from home or something. You've been at home all day. I've been talking to people all day, but not in person. So having that little bit of like a social outlet is really nice. I love my little CrossFit community. Yeah, I probably like do a lot of things. Yeah, we like to go on lots of like little trips locally. And I love going to the beach in my downtime and just laying there and meditating or like listening to a podcast and just chilling out. Yeah, I get quite a bit of like energy work done. I have a psychic kinesiologist, which I see pretty regularly. And what an awesome combo. It's a really cool. Yeah. Some body workers and things like that. So I have all my people as well to help me. I think like my one opportunity I would say is rest. Like actual rest is nothing. Rest. Actual doing nothing. Replenishment, nourish. Mm, yes. That's probably my opportunity. I'm trying to build that into my days off for sure. Could you explain a little bit more about what embodied movement? My course was like embodied temple keeper, but yeah, I call it like embodied dance or embodied movement. Some people like freak out when you say dance. So you just say movement, they're like, oh, movement. Yeah, it's fine. What is it, the purpose of it and how can it actually really change your energy and have a, an effect, not just in that moment, but what it does for your day, week, month, year? So many ways, obvious ways. It allows you to be in your body. It allows you to be present, allows you to transmute emotions and process stuff that has been going on in your body. It helps to release trauma that's been stored in the body. That's a really big one. It helps to improve confidence and to improve 
consciousness in the body, therefore in your life as well. It can have massive shifts. When I do my embodied dance journey, there's like about two and a half hours, maybe like an hour of movement and some meditation and things like that. The ripple effects of that are like weeks, days later, feeling more connected, feeling lighter, feeling like you've released some stuff, getting clarity on what is going on for you and how you're going to move forward, moving through blocks. Yeah, there's so many ways you can use it. So for example, the journey I offered on the weekend was called Permission to Pleasure. It was all about moving through like anything that you're holding on to that's not allowing you to receive and open to pleasure. So moving through that, bringing a really deep awareness into the body and then contacting like the breasts, contacting the womb, contacting the yoni and really moving into those spaces, which for a lot of women can be like pretty emotional And also that is where a lot of our blocks can be energetically. Yeah, that was a really powerful one. At the end, we ended up doing a bit of a free dance to WAP, which was so fun. And just to see the joy and the lightness and the connection that people can have just from being in a room of women and just moving our bodies. For me, embodied movement is the missing piece to self-development work. Yeah. I've done a lot of stuff, like I've done NLP, I've done coaching, I've done this, I've done that. The movement is a missing piece because you don't have to really talk through your shit. Mm. You don't have to like reframe your beliefs and let go of your story and face your trauma and move through it. You literally just have to move and you can actually allow that stuff to move through you. Yeah, it's... yeah actually poignant that we're speaking today because yesterday I was doing a meditation group and I never do them scripted. It's all intuitively. And we started standing up. We started really tall and got grounded and centered. And then I was like, oh, we need to move. We can't let this stuff stay here. Yeah. A friend of mine in our local area does sacred dance journeys. She does it with blindfolds, which Mm -hmm. I love as well, full lockdown release all inhibitions and yeah that it's really powerful so I imagine your work is just as powerful yeah it's pretty crazy the stuff that comes up and the stuff that people experience in those spaces just by allowing themselves to move allowing themselves to be Mm. in that space it's huge it can be so huge especially if done regularly Yeah. yeah you can sometimes get to the end of the day and be like I haven't moved my body or like I've been sitting down yeah. All day or driving and, and you've got all this stagnant energy yeah. doing that over and over the build up. Wow. Something or a couple of points that you would love to see to leave with our audience and love to see women and the men too, but women specifically, what would you love them to do like in the next few days for themselves? Dance and move your body every day. So I always give this homework and it's so simple Put on one song and just move. Close your eyes and move from a place of freedom. What feels good for you? Because embodied movement, it's not about like choreographed dance or how well you can dance. It's literally just moving your body. One of the things that I always share is shaking. So that literally just shaking out the whole body, like hands, feet, hips, booty, boobs. If you have boobs, all of that, just like shaking and releasing can be like, crazy powerful. That is something that I recommend to everyone. 
And the other thing I would just say is checking in every day. Is my life in alignment and feeling into what is like a fuck yes in your life and what is doesn't feel good, like a hell no, exactly. You don't have to do the hell no's. No amount of money or, or whatever it may be like makes that okay. So I think just checking in like every day, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be like two minute processes. Close your eyes, drop into your body and think through your day. What did I do was in alignment. Oh, that conversation was amazing. Like that work was really cool. What wasn't? Oh, when I said that thing or I made that bitchy remark, even though that not really what I do anymore. Just giving yourself some compassion, obviously. What can I change moving forward? Acknowledging and accepting what has happened, shifting to be more in alignment with. I love gratitude practice, but it's always like one step deeper. Just checking in and always coming back to yourself and what feels good in your body and what doesn't feel good in your body. That because your body will tell you, as you know. Yeah. It will come out in pain or Absolutely. Yeah, and just keep it simple. Sometimes people think, oh, I've got to do all this work. It's gonna be so hard. I'm gonna go through the tears and the trauma and the pain. Like, yes and no. You can make it easy. I don't want to say easy, but you can make it achievable. You can make it fun. It can be playful. Let it be a bit messy. It doesn't have to be this like huge hill. This, oh God, I'm never going to get to the top. It can be whatever you want it to be. Oh, absolutely. Can you tell us where we can find you so we can work with you? Of course. Best place that I spend like the majority of my time on is Instagram's. My personal Instagram handle is at Syndra Banks, C-I-N-D-R-A. My business Instagram is at Conscious Couples Coaching. Pretty much all the links in my bio are there for events, for coaching, for podcasts, for everything like that. So that's probably the easiest place to go. I'm updating my personal website at the very minute. However, if you want to go to our coaching website, conscious-couples.com but just go to my Instagram <laughs> for all the links in yeah. the show notes anyway so people can easily find you connect with you be inspired by you and follow you and Luke let's just have a moment for you <laughs> yeah I put lots of content out like pretty much daily content yeah it's all really valuable even if you <laughs> Don't take in the information and the knowledge for yourself. Even just reading it and consuming it is going to help perhaps a conversation that you have with a friend in a week or so. So I really encourage everyone to take a look. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time and feel really honoured that you are here. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. And yeah, definitely get in touch. Even if you just want to say, hey, ask me a question about what you talked about today. I'm super open to connections. So sometimes a DM or something is like a nice way to, to get in touch. So feel free to reach out as well. And it's a great way I find you starting that conversation and the customer and the client can almost build their confidence in that connection with you. It's the first step. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't be afraid to message me. <laughs> You're very welcoming and I'm sure everyone will be doing what I'm thinking and popping in your DMs. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, lovely. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Rising With podcast. I so, so, so love and feel you there. It's amazing. If you're feeling any connection to anything that I've said, I would so love for you to reach out 
on my Instagram page, rising.with, or on my website, risingwith.com. You can find all my offerings there and we can connect. I love chatting to my community. You'll also find a link through there to my private Facebook group, which is for women only. And every week I share a free Oracle reading. And one of our members, a few of our members, love, love, love this time of week and say it's their favorite time of week. So I would so love to have you over there as well. Even more so, I would be truly grateful if you could, whatever platform you're listening to this on, whether it's you like it or share this or subscribe or download, it would mean so, so much to me to get my voice out there. Ah. So thank you in advance for reviewing, leaving some stars, a comment, sharing this with a loved one. Maybe it will provide them with a little guidance and support. And that's, that's my goal, impacting beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful souls. Thanks so much. Catch you next time.